Hi guys, thanks for listening to Library Overload. This is Susie. And this is Tavia. Like usual, don't forget to check us out online in our blog. We'll post all of the books we talk about today, even the ones we quickly mention, and that's libraryoverload.home.blog. And then you can also follow us on Instagram at libraryoverload there. Guys, we finally made it to Mythical Creatures episode. <laughs> Are you so happy? I'm so happy. <laughs> I cannot, cannot wait to hear about your mermaid reads. I know you were super stoked about them. I was. I've, I'm very excited because I have a whole board on Pinterest lists of just books about mermaids and sirens that I've been dying to go through. Okay, I didn't know that you had a whole Pinterest board. Oh. I mean, not the whole board, but, like, it's in my books. Okay. But there's, like, a whole section of just siren and mermaid books. (laughs) I'll have to check that out then, because that sounds fun. I I read one mermaid book, and then one with magic in it, which I think is kind of sort of cheating, but I'm co-owner of this podcast and I say it's fine (laughs) I thought you would talk about like some dragons or something like that I'm kind of surprised the way you went well that was the plan but one of the books that I read took me four days to get through and not in a good way and so it ruined the rest of my plans and only gave Friday and Saturday to read something else and so I had to just pick something you know pretty small because yeah. dragon books typically are giant yes so as is the history of, of dragons it's extensive. obviously obviously it's my <laughs> snake that's funny when i was looking through what i had already read i actually really have read very few books with mythical creatures in them i mean unless you take cheating vampires and witches which i didn't well I think the vampires are mythical creatures. You've also read lots of books with werewolves in them. You've yeah. read lots of books with hellhounds in them. You've read, you've read all sorts of stuff. But when you say that like vampires aren't, then that kind of negates. Like I put whole... vampires in their own category, and uh, witches in their own category, and I like see. creatures. I was thinking more like I guess I don't know. Okay, well, but I, I see your fine. point. I see your point. I mean, it's whatever. It's fine. I'll allow it. You you do you, boo-boo. I'll allow it. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to get us started. Uh, The first one I read has actually been on my radar for quite a while. Radar? Radar. It's been on my radar. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. It's actually been on my radar for quite a while. And that is Sea Witch by Sarah Henning. And it has the most beautiful cover. So pretty. It's like purpley and her face is all purpley and she's got the tentacles coming out mm-hmm. everywhere. Kind of cool. reminds me of Medusa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. see that. Except it's octopus tentacles like right. coming in. Pretty cool. But yeah, her hair's blowing and I guess rippling in the water. Not really blowing. But, you know. No, there's no air down there. Anyway, like I said, that's by Sarah Henning. And this is a two-book set. Uh, sea Witch Rising is the second one. And so it's finished. They're not. She's not doing any more. 
and then basically it is an origin story for the sea witch that we know in Ursula or like in the little mermaid. Okay. It's not the same name, but it's kind of what they're trying to spin it as. Okay. So it's origin story ish. And I will say it's on Kindle unlimited right now. If you have Kindle, nice. unlimited, it's free. but it is about Evie and she is in Denmark in the 1860s. And she is a witch and witch uh, witchcraft is completely banned but she becomes very good best friends with the prince. And so they're Is like, it Prince Eric? No, it's Prince Niklas. Nick is what they call him. It's not as fun. Yes. And then they had a third friend, and her name was Anna. But Anna drowned four years ago when they were 11. Mm. Okay. So we fast forward. Well, no, the Nicholas is 16. And so is Evie, and then Anna was 11. So, yeah, okay. she's 15 now, or she would have been 15 this year. And it's basically the two friends, they've been mourning their friend, and all of a sudden a girl shows up on the beach one day when Evie is walking who looks exactly like their friend. Like, had had she been allowed to grow up, it would be the spitting image of her. Wow. But... This person was actually a mermaid. And she says she has four days to make her love fall in love with her or she dies. She doesn't get to return back to the sea. It's either she gets to stay a human or she dies. So Evie thinks that this is like the spirit of her friend. Okay. And she wants her friend to be with Nick. And then she wants to be with Nick's cousin, which is Eker, which is I, I had a hard time with it the whole time. But I wanted to call him Iker. But that I would too. It's I-K-E-R. And so yeah. Evel- Evie has been kind of in love with him for a long time. And so like she thought like all of her dreams were coming true or whatever. And there's a giant, massive twist at the end. Ooh. And through a series of events, Evie realizes what she's bargained. And technically she becomes the sea witch. Oh my goodness. Yes. Then the second book is going to pick up where 50 years later, a little mermaid comes to the sea witch and asks her for legs so she can go be with her prince. And the sea witch is like, sure, fine. I'm going to take your voice. And so that's like, this one's the origin story. And that one's kind of like the follow up, but it's almost like a twisted tale. Like it's, it's not in that set, but it's kind of, we're taking the initial story and we're mixing Mm -hmm. it all up. Okay. Um, Now, I haven't read the second one yet, but the first one I struggled with. It didn't get really good until about 40% in, and that's pretty... Uh, That's a long time. I think with the right person, it it could be good. Like, it was kind of atmospheric, a little bit like House of Salt and Sorrow. Okay. But not... Not as intriguing at first. There was a lot of Danish history about this festival. There was a lot of like maritime stuff with the town, mm. like what they're doing as a fishing community. And, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just like, you know, it wasn't all that exciting. And then there was a lot of every now and then it would flash back to four years before and it would tell you in like a third person the day that their friend drowned. That's a lot. 
And so, yeah, it was kind of like, it, it kind of chopped it up a little bit. But, I mean, it wasn't a bad story. I gave it three stars. But it wasn't like, oh my gosh, you know, I have to, like, I had a little bit of a struggle getting through it. Mm. But it wasn't terrible. Like I said, it was just, it was okay. Okay. The yeah, premise that's... is so interesting. I feel like it, it could have been better. Gotcha. I hate that when, like, they spend so much time building this atmosphere and this story and this world. And then it's like, oh, my God, I'm here for the plot. Yeah. I I wonder if it would be better in the second book. Because I know there's a lot of series out there. The second book picks it up and it's so much better. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a go since it's only a two book series. But Right. I've, I've kind of got the same feeling for my first book I'm going to talk about, too. Yeah. Well, I definitely cried at the end, and, you know, I like a, a happy ending most of the time, and this one did not have one. Mm. I wonder how the second book would go then. That's interesting. Yeah. According to the plot on the, the I don't have words, according to the plot on Goodreads, the little blurb, um, basically Evie wants to stop being the sea witch, and so she's going to try to figure out a way to bargain with the people royal family with their magic to like she thinks the little mermaid will fail and the royal family will come in and want to save her at all costs from dying and so evie can then barter her way out of being the sea witch or something gotcha. like that but okay. i'm not 100 percent because like i said i haven't read that one but that seems yeah. to be the premise on the on the jacket interesting all right well i'm sorry it wasn't everything you wished it to be that's okay my next book makes up for it Good. Okay. So the first book I'm going to talk about is called Deep Blue by Jennifer Donnelly. And this is actually in the Waterfire Saga, which is a four book series. So this is Mermaids. Uh, this has been on <laughs> this has been on my my to be read list for forever. It's got an actual mermaid on the cover. Oh, it's pretty. It's so cool. One thing I would like to discuss that really annoyed me the whole book, which is stupid and trivial, but it bugged the crap out of me, was that these mermaids wear gowns. Girl, why are you wearing clothes in the sea? That is odd. Well, I mean, the cover Most of, of it... have, like, seashells. The cover of it, she has a dress on. Like... What? Is it a YA? Yeah. Maybe they didn't want to be risque and just do a seashell bra or something. I mean, if Disney allowed it in the 90s, I think it's fine. But no, like the whole time she would be talking about putting on her gown. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? You're part fish. <laughs> Anyways, I just needed to, <laughs> I needed to get that out because it's been bugging me all week. You feel better now? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. okay. So this book follows Serafina. She is the daughter of Isabella, queen of Miro, Miramara. That's how I pronounce it. Don't know All if right. it's right. All right. Um, so it's kind so in this realm, mer people, mer folk, they are descendants of Atlantis. So when Atlantis fell, Atlantis was kind of run by six very powerful people. When Atlantis fell, one of the 
the rulers there gave their the people that were still alive the ability to swim and breathe underwater. And now these and so Serafina is a direct descendant of that person that did that. Right. So her lineage, the women in this family become queens and they rule this specific area of the sea. So we meet Serafina a day, maybe two before her big coronation. Ooh. And you meet her and she has had this crazy dream that kind of is for foreshadowing like a great evil is coming. Um, and it's like, it's like these, these mer witches, they're, uh, I forget what they're called. It starts with a V. Tavia, there were so many words in this book that I could not pronounce. And I wish that I had. There was a lot in had... the first of mine. It was a lot of like Norse words, a lot of Danish. Yes. There were a I've lot of words that I was like, I wish Tavia was listening to this for me so she could <laughs> tell me how everything was pronounced. Okay. But um, uh, I think it's Vrihas. It's V-R-I-J-A-S. Um, but those are the mer witches and they, um, they like call to her and try to reach out from mirrors to get Serafina's attention. And, um, so the next morning she wakes up and she's like, Oh, that was creepy. I gotta get ready. <laughs> so she gets ready for, uh, her coronation. Merfolk in this world, um, they practice song spells. So they do magic with their voices, which is kind of cool. I've never read that yeah. before. So in order for her coronation to be perfect, one, she has to prove that she is a direct descendant of Miramara. And then two, she has to do this ancient song spell absolutely perfectly. You have to do the right pitch. You have to do it with the right loud and quiet and like you have to tell this story of Miramara in this song spell and so it's very very difficult so the night of the coronation happens and uh, she's out there she does her song spell perfectly and everyone in the crowd is like yeah and then the kingdom is attacked Ooh. and so it's like oh my god this is crazy and so Serafina and her best friend Neela end up like running away and getting away from these um, these people that are attacking them. And they both start talking and they realize that they both have the same nightmare. And these witches are calling them and wanting them to come. And so they go on this great journey to figure out what was going on with that nightmare. Interesting. Premise is awesome and I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm going to keep reading it because this book it was like I started reading the second book of the series it was just so much information and I was like am I supposed to know this like is uh, why yeah. why are you just throwing these things at me like like it's not like Greek Greek mythology where like I should probably know these things and why are you even reading this if you don't know it? No, this was like like words that I've never heard of, like just all these things and it's just expected for you to know them. And that was Do you think it's like kind of like the same the 
as the sea witch, like the Danish history of the I don't Little Mermaid. Know. I know. don't know. But even then, I feel like she definitely could have set up the story better. I feel like she could have taken a little bit more time creating that world, building that foundation before she just started throwing so much at you. Yeah. Like humans were called terragogs and like it was just expected for you to get that. And I was just like, oh, okay, sure. I mean, it was just, it was really strange the it way. It never the, said paragogs are humans. It, no, it just eventually you figure it out. Like it was I, just, it was just, it was interesting. And it kind of sucked because once you get to the end of it, it leaves you on a cliffhanger because it is a series. And so I was like, well, damn it. I really want to find out what happens. But I also don't know if I want to keep reading because the writing is, uh, yeah. So I don't know. So oh, I, I only gave it my first one. Yeah. Like it picks up so much at the end of it, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I love the way it's going, but I don't know if I want to give it three more books. Yeah. Like, but yeah. I did, I liked the plot, I liked the premise, didn't like the execution, which sucks, but. Yeah, that makes sense. It's my very first mermaid book, though, and I'm I'm in it. Like, more yeah. please. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I read a mermaid book because I really, I had never really thought about it before. So I'm, I'm intrigued to read more. So I'm, I'm excited to hear about your next one that you really, really liked. Yes. I loved it so much. Okay. I read To Kill a Kingdom by Alexandra Christo. And it was a maze balls. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. It's a standalone book. Okay. And you don't. Like, you don't need anything else after it. It's just so perfectly together. Like, it's just, it's really good. Okay. So it is about two people. The verse is Lyra, and she is a siren princess. And, yeah, it's got a super cool cover with, with the octopus and the tentacles. Yeah, you and the, the tentacles. Yeah. So it's about Lyra. She is a siren princess. And it's about Ilion, and he is a prince of Midas. So like King Midas. Okay. So he's a prince of Midas. Okay. But Lyra, the sirens are vicious. They kill humans and they steal their hearts. Oh. And Ilian has decided to be a pirate siren hunter. So he hunts and kills sirens. So there's a war against humans and sirens. And so they're, ha they're battling a war. Well, the reason that the sirens are like this is because the sea queen is evil and it's Lyra's mother and she's just completely brutal and evil and she tries to beat all of the humanity out of Lyra and for a long time she's let her and she's kind of starting to question a little bit more now, but she's 17, but her mother only ever let her kill princes. So she's known as the Princess Bane and every year, sirens can only hunt once a year on their birthday, by the way. To, wow. To, to still the heart. So once a year, she goes to the surface, hunts, and kills a prince. Mm. So this year, she's going to she's going after Ilian, but things go awry, and her mother ends up punishing her by turning her into a human. She mm. said, "If you have all of this humanity that's disgusting and you're defective, I'll just make you a human as punishment, and you can't come back into the sea until you bring me his heart." Well. Da, da, da. She ends up on Ilian's ship 
and she's transformed because she doesn't look like a siren anymore so he doesn't recognize her so she knows who he is but he doesn't know who she is and then aliens going on this quest to try to find this artifact that can kill the sea queen and end the war because whoever owns the artifact controls the sea okay and Lyra's like, hey, I can help you get that. Because she knows all this stuff about sirens. And she, like, weasels his way in. And then it's about them, the progression of the two of them, their crew. Like, she wants to be a better queen than her mother. She has this humanity. And the longer she's human, the more humanity she gets. And it was just really, really, really cool. The world was building cool. was spectacular. I cried. I laughed. I was rooting for them. Like, it just... I mean, as you can anticipate, they fall in love with each other. And it's like, she's got this giant secret, and does she tell him? Does she not? He's gonna think differently of her because she tried to kill him before. Sure. Um, Yeah, so... It was just so good. So, so, so good. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I just, it was beautiful. It was beautiful writing, beautiful world building. Like, you know, at the one, at one point, the jacket, it says the tagline is, I was there to steal his heart, but I ended up wishing he would steal mine. And Oh. Yeah. It was just, it was precious. It was a precious little biscuit. Like it. Was it. Really, really good. And it was, it was different because the sirens were like evil. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's not like they were. You know, luring men for, like, seducing them or whatever. They were straight up murdering them. Lovely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the whole, like, the Midas prince. That was kind of cool. The backstory on that and and everything. Yeah, that's cool. Super cool. All right. Well, my next one is slightly cheating. This one is called Magic for Liars, and it's by Sarah Gailey. This one follows mages. So, witches, wizards, but they're called mages in this world. So this follows Ivy Gamble. She has a twin sister that at a young age found out she could do magic. And so, of course, the sister was sent off to um, yeah, um, she was sent off to school to learn how to uh, manage it and blah blah blah. Well, Ivy um, has um, a career, a decent-ish career as a crime investigator. Well, one day, Tabitha, who is Ivy's twin sister, Tabitha's principal that she... So Tabitha ended up becoming a teacher at a mage school. And one day, Tabitha's principal there shows up at Ivy's office and is like, I need your help investigating a murder at our school. Mm. and so uh come to find out that one of the teachers at the school her name was sylvia was killed or was found dead in a horribly horribly gruesome manner Mm. and ivy has to go talk to students talk to teachers kind of figure out what happens and i'll tell y'all right now like 85 percent of the book I had no idea who, what oh, happened, nice. who did it, all of that awesome nice. storytelling. This is a very quirky book. The way it's told is kind of in a different way, mm-hmm. um, but I, I really liked it. It was weird in a good way. It was mm-hmm. it was interesting. Um, 
And so I, I really liked it. I like the PI vibe because I secretly wish that I could be a PI. Um, and so I really liked that. I liked um, seeing Ivy, a non-magic person, being thrust into this world where she yeah. knows of it. She knows, obviously, her sister is a mage, but she doesn't she doesn't have magic. She can't wield it. So she's kind of like surrounded by everyone that can. And she's trying to hide the fact that she doesn't have magic. That's interesting. And, Cause usually all of the stories are from the perspective of the person, which right. with magic. Yeah. Right. So yeah, um, that was really cool. Really different. So I, I, it was really interesting. I had heard about this on another podcast called currently reading. They're great. But yeah, the one of the women that hosts that, she and I kind of have similar tastes. And she said it was really great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. It was just the perfect amount of weird. It was the perfect amount of magic, amount of realism as well, though. Like, it was just, it was really cool. Is it I'm British? Glad it's British not. Not that, I, not that I know of. I didn't yeah. get any, you know, like the British terminology or anything like that. I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't know if the quirkiness was coming from the maybe Mm -mm. the quirkiness was the writing style a little bit like every once in a while I'd be like well that was a weird way to put that Um, (laughs) but yeah but it wasn't like it was it was cool though I I enjoyed it I'm glad I finally read it and yeah like I said I would have read another mermaid book but yeah deep blue took me four days and so I only had two left and I was like well I know I can get through this you're the worst you're the worst I hate you you're fired bye you can't fire me. I own stock in our company. No! The company that has no stock and it's not publicly I'll, traded. I'll buy you out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How much does my nothing cost? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you one penny. <laughs> I'll have made a profit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. I'm glad that you really liked it. I'm glad we yeah. both that we really liked in this. Even though you're cheated, it's fine. You're a butt. Well, I only got the two read, but I did start reading the one that you recommended in our most recent matchmaking episode, The Mermaid and Mrs. Hancock. Yes. And that is by, I think I told you wrong previously, but I looked now and it's Imogen, not Imogen. Okay. There's no extra E at the end of it. So it's Imogen. Fine. Imogen Hermes Goer. G-O-W-A-R, Gower. Okay. Anyway, and this is kind of, again, another one that's a lot, a bit atmospheric, like the House of Salt and Sorrows. It's Mm -hmm. set in Victorian England. Essentially, Mr. Hancock is a widow who, his ship company, one day one of his people bring in a mermaid, and he has it at this party, and he ends up coming across a very famous courtesan, and they're thrust together, and then that's kind of where I'm at. So they, it's about them <laughs> figuring out, um, you know, the premise is like secrets and, you know, the mermaid and the cost of what you're doing and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, Very I mean, good. I'm intrigued to see what you think about it. I hope you love it. Yeah, it's it's really intriguing so far. But like I said, I, I didn't get very far into it because it took me a while to get through Sea Witch. So I didn't, um, I just didn't get to it. Because it's a big book. It yeah. is 536 pages. Mm. So I did not get very far into it. That is it. a rather large book. Yes. I like big books and I can't. 
All right. So I do have one that I read a while ago, but I did enjoy it. And it is similar to what we've been talking about. And this is called The Siren by Kira Cass. I've been wanting to this one as well. Y'all may recognize her. She is the one that did the selection series. I actually did some research on her. So she wrote The Siren. And and this was published in 2009. And then she didn't publish anything else until the selection. And that was in 2012. So the Siren obviously follows a group of girls that are sirens. So the main protagonist is Kaylin, I believe is how you pronounce her name. It's spelled K-A-H-L-E-N. That's my cousin's name. And yes, Kaylin. Well, hers is K-A-H-L-A-N and it's Kaylin. Maybe okay. Kaylin. Okay. All right. So Kaylin is a siren. How sirens are made in this is when the sea causes a shipwreck or when the sea drowns someone, sirens will come up to you. And for a brief second, you have a, you're given the choice. If you want to die, that's fine. But if you are scared to die, if you don't want to, you're not ready, you can become a siren. It's like Davy Jones. Kind of. Do yeah. you fear How- death? However, though, the only bad thing about that is if you become a siren, you have to kill people. Uh, So it's a catch-22. So Kaylin decided to become a siren many, many years ago. She and her sisters, they live in a small little house right next to the ocean. So whenever Mother Ocean calls, they go. It's not every day. Sometimes there's a long period of time in between but when mother uh, when mother ocean calls you must go another thing that we know about sirens is that when anyone hears their voice it kills them oh okay it doesn't put them under a spell it kills them completely no it kills them Interesting. so her sisters and Kaylin, what they live in this little fishing village i imagined it off of maine that's kind okay. of how the vibe that i got so when Kaylin and her sisters go into town, they use sign language to communicate. So no one hears their voices, which I thought was kind of cool. That is really cool. Like, that's so ingenious. Like, yeah. that makes so much sense. So they typically keep to themselves. They don't really talk to the other village folk. They all think they're weird girls, all that stuff. Well, Kaylin meets a boy. <gasps> a boy? A boy. And it a gentleman changes... caller. <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> Easy A? Yes. That's what I was. A gentleman caller. But she meets a guy and he kind of changes everything for her. And suddenly, all of her thoughts and feelings towards Mother Ocean, she already kind of felt this not a hatred for her, but she already was questioning. She was already kind of like, I don't like what we're made. We're being forced to do. I don't like it. So all of a sudden, it's even more important now. Her losing her faith in the ocean. Her questioning the ocean's motives. Things like that. So it's it's kind of like, how is she going to get out of this? How can she not speak to this boy that she's falling for? And it's just, it's really interesting. I gave it, I only gave it three stars. But I am not quite the star slut that you are. So I bet you would give it more. There is no reason to be slut-shaming here. (laughs) What about star-shaming? To each their own. (laughs) Especially right now. (laughs) 
but no, like I think I think you would enjoy it. I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was cute. Awesome. It is definitely one that I have that I want to read. I was thinking about it for this episode. So. Yeah, it's should. on my Pinterest board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to check out your Pinterest board. Yes. Also, a couple of other ones that I just wanted to talk about real quick that I didn't get to that I really want to. Because I know I've been talking about how many mermaid books are out there. <laughs> so just give you a couple of other ones. The first one is called The Mermaid Trials. And that's by Cameron Drake. Now mermaid says- Trials? Yes. Ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah, I thought it sounded really cool. Goodreads says this is the first in a series, but it was written in 2018, and there's no nothing that looks like it's being published or anything, so I, I don't know about that. Maybe it's not going to be very good, and that's why it didn't sell a lot or something. Or okay. She just didn't, I don't know, so take that with a grain of salt. But okay. once a century, the merfolk royals hold the mermaid trials, and the winner... Gets to go on land. Oh, neat. Yes. And so, Katarina is basically a bit of a Cinderella character. Like, she's living with a stepmom who's kind of mean. She has a stepsister who makes fun of her. Her life is kind of miserable. And she just desperately wants to go to the surface and try to start a new life. And, like, be different or be something else. And so, it's about her going basically to the trials completely unprepared like she could mm. she couldn't prepare for it or anything so she goes in she has no armor no clue what's going on and it's about her going through the trials to see if she can become um a human gotcha and I that sounds really cool that does sound really cool and then the next one is called breakwater and that is by katherine jones Payne, and it is Mermaids, Murder, and Mayhem. That's oh the tagline. <laughs> Jade is the daughter of one of the Mer King's trusted advisors. Okay. And her fiance murders a naiad and it plunges the underwater city into an uproar. So basically, I guess it's like a, a race war, essentially. Goodness. What odd timing to be talking about this book. Right? I kind of, like, that clicked in me when I read that. But basically, it's tensions between the the merfolk and the naiads are at a peak. And Jade learns too late the choices she makes ripples further than she would have imagined. So it's about the city being in turmoil, the difference in the mermaids and the naiads, the fact that it was her fiancé, what choice she makes moving forward. And can the divisions be mended before hate rips the city apart? Goodness. Yeah. But it sounds pretty cool, too. Nothing like I had ever heard before. Yeah. That's really cool. Yep. And then the last thing is, I've talked about this one before, probably ad nauseum, but Daughter of the Pirate King by Trish Levenseller. It has sirens in it. So just definitely, it doesn't sound like it would, I guess. It sounds like mostly about pirates, but there are sirens in it. So just heads up on that. It's yeah. really fun. It's about Alosa. And she, like I said, she's the daughter of the Pirate King. And she allows herself to be captured by one of the enemies of the Pirate King. So that she can look for a secret map on their ship. And then she kind of gets smitten with the first mate. Mm-hmm. That sounds very interesting. There's even more out there. Those were just some of the top ones that were on my lists. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I feel like all of the books that we talk about always will 
would kind of be in this genre of mythical creatures because yeah we really do live in the fantasy world most of the time because like fae and of course anything written by sarah j mass we've got werewolves and vampires and angels and demons and tigers oh my (laughs) so it's like yeah it's just yeah i everything i love 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 would fall into this category so mythical creatures for the win yes and i am very pleased that I got to do all of the mermaid books that I've been wanting to get to. Yeah. I'm glad. Me too. Very happy. Oh man. I'm so glad we got through this when I've been hearing it for so long. Yes. Now it can become (laughs) an annual thing. Yes. Yes it can. As long I'm still vying for mermaid May guys. Oh my gosh. As long as there are lots of mermaid books next May we will do another We will make it a Mermaid May. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, next um, week we are going on a vacation. Yes. We're going to talk about some beach reads. Yes. We are going to just take a mental break from the garbage fire that is this year. Yeah. And so we're just going to talk about some beach reads. That is not to take away from what is going on in our world, what is going on in our country. We love everyone. We want everyone to be safe. We want everyone to live peaceful and happy lives. And black people are not getting that right now. And so our thoughts and our hearts are with everyone. And I don't know. It's just... You know Elmira from, from Tiny Toons? Yeah. And she's like, I just want to love them and hug them and squeeze them. And that's how I feel about everybody right now. I just want I to love you and hug you and squeeze you and love you. I know. Uh, yes, I do recall that now. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> yeah, I've, I feel the same way. I am so, I'm such a hippie. Like, I just want peace and love. And I just want to collect everyone in a giant hug. And I want everyone to just not have hate in your hearts. I want, I just, I just want everyone to get along and, and I want people to be able to walk down the street and I want people to be able to hang out in their home or go jogging if that's something weird that you like to do. (laughs) And I just want everyone to be able to live a life without fear. Mm -hmm. And I just hope that that is someday in our future. And I swear to God, if if you're not hearing these screams for justice, I don't know what else to tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, but we are not ignoring what is happening. We are just trying to escape. And if you want to escape, that's great. But our reading may reflect what's going on in the current life in our next, what we've been reading. I know mm-hmm. mine, mine will. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we to be fair, we had it. the beach read episode scheduled for a minute. Yeah, it's not like we, we just chose it to escape. Yes, we do schedule things, but our reading will reflect what is going on in our lives. I just didn't want this episode to come and go without at least mentioning that we love you. Our black friends, our black family members, our neighbors and friends and everyone in this country, we love you. You matter. We try really, amazing. really hard to check our privilege over here. Yes, we do. We are very And if we're not, you call us right out on it. 
yes, we are very aware that we are not perfect. We don't claim to be, but we try our damnedest. But we love you. And everyone, yes, this please... podcast is an all-inclusive podcast. We love you. Yes, everybody. we are. Please stay safe. Make good choices. And Drink water. Be careful. Drink water. It's very hot outside. But yes, we love you all. All right. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.